Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Maybe the form of Andrew Rowe and Adam Ellis, and perhaps more surprisingly, Ulrich Ostergaard. And I'll also be surprised if we don't spend some time talking about what happened at Birmingham last week. But that, again, will be up to you. However, let me make my position quite clear. Rules is rules, whether you agree to them or not. And any bending of those rules will surely lead me to be saying, once again, only in Speedway. Straight in. Straight in, okay. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, in the studio, we have our old mate, Chris. Old being the operative word, of course. Thank you very much. Uh, good evening. Uh, we have our young mate, Matt. <laughs> very kind of you. Thank you very much. This is the nicest thing he's ever said to me, that is. Yeah, I, I had my fingers crossed at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and Methuselah, myself, Michael, or GA. Middle-aged, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been called a few things. So, yeah, um... It's been, an, as I said, it's been an interesting week in Speedway. Um, obviously, I think we will be talking about what happened last Wednesday. I'm not going to start with that unless uh, people start coming up with that on the shout box. Um, Chris will let us know about that. Um, what we want, which brings me to the thing that what we actually need and what we need off you and want off you is for you to take part in tonight's show talk about what's happened at your track how you think your team's doing there's been some really surprising results some weird results i think very strange um so yes let us know how you how you're feeling and uh, we'll we'll talk about all the uh, matches that have gone on since last wednesday including the match that went on last wednesday which apparently was all your fault so i've heard um, yeah. I'll, do you know what? I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> well, I should think just, you should as well. Just, just to get people off Lawrence's back. Um, yeah, uh, so please take part. And also tonight we're going to restart our competition. Um, more of that later. But in the meantime, Chris, how can they take part in the show? Okay. Oh, if you want to take part in the show, there's a, there's a couple of ways you can do it. I mean, you can go onto Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. But if you want to actually talk to us actually come into the studio but not into the studio if you know what i mean you can uh, you can uh, call in if you like if you want to call in just message us and i'll um you give me your phone number and i'll call you and uh, you can join in or you can come in on zoom if you uh, fancy doing that if you're brave enough you make it sound as if we're going to bite. Well, us three do. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're just stupid, not you are, you are pretty scary, though, aren't you? <laughs> you say the nicest things. Oh, I don't know yeah. what to say. Um, right. So let's. Shall we start going through these results then? That's that's happened, and some of these really weird results that we've. So obviously, uh, we're looking Wednesday to Wednesday. So 
Oh, and we also say there's two matches going on today, isn't there? Yep, yep. Uh, I'll get those. Uh, well, I'll, I guess our audience will keep link. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to get an update on those actually now, because yeah. okay. that'll be half an hour yeah. into okay. into the matches. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the uh, knockout cut, Birmingham versus Red Car. This point, I don't think I, I want to say an awful lot. Um, Matt, you was there. Yeah. Uh, you're not a Birmingham Speedway supporter as such. Give us your take on, on the proceedings. Um, well, it's probably not really a nice, you know, whether it obviously, you know, regardless of portioning blame or anything like that, it wasn't really a night that uh, will go down very well in the folklore of Birmingham Speedway, will it? Um, obviously, a delayed start. Know, problems with the track. Um, to be honest, uh, once the meeting got started, there was actually some pretty good racing. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, but you know, obviously, there were obviously the grading of the track, which didn't really seem to be making a huge amount of difference. I don't think, to be honest, from the position I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, mm-hmm. the, and I will talk a little bit about that. And obviously, the uh, the crash at the end, which obviously curtailed the meeting. Mm. And obviously, we wish Jordan all the best, of course. Um, but it was, um, you know, it was probably wasn't. I guess um, really when you when you look at it objectively, of course, you know, twenty months since Birmingham's last meeting, good crowd to be fair as well. Obviously, there was the you know fact that they were allowed to yeah. people were allowed to come in and pay on the gate, which has now been changed and not allowed. Yeah, to do which that. Might, which you know maybe didn't really help matters in terms of getting people in. To be honest, because you know, I suppose when you when you've got the option to pay on the gate, people are probably going to wait and see what the what the weather's doing first. You know, there was thunderstorms forecast for Wednesday, wasn't there? There was, um, yeah. Well, I was, you know, I think there were a couple of spots of rain while I was on the way home. I from actually work. came through a, a thunderstorm on the way to the track. So, um, which way did you come? You must have come a different way to me. Cause down the motorway. It felt it felt thunderstormish because it mm. felt it felt warm enough, but there was a couple of spots of rain, and that was about it from from my experience. No, um, I, I did, as I say, um, when I coming up from Chelmsley Wood, I did uh, go through one thunderstorm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't brilliant, and I didn't go, oh, the match is going to be off. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, just went through it. Um, right, we've got a few things coming on uh, the shout box, I see. So, uh, do you want to start? Okay, Simon Gorbett says, evening, got to talk about the debacle at Birmingham. Thought about going up on Wednesday, won't now, shame. Um, it is a shame that, that you won't. Um, I'll, ex- I'll explain a little bit more about what happened that, from my perspective anyway um, in a little bit. Uh, a, there's another one about it, so do you want to read that one? And uh... Uh, Can you shed any light on what happened at Birmingham? Was the track really that bad? Is it down to the vandalism that occurred pre-season or something else, says Craig? It doesn't help, does it? No. So. The, va- the vandalism has caused a lot of problems. First of all, if you go back six or seven weeks now and you'd seen that track, you couldn't have, re- you couldn't have even done motocrossing, I don't know about Speedway, because obviously nobody's been able to go, go anywhere near the track doing any work on it at yeah. all. Originally, we was given just Sundays to work on it, uh, yeah, which is not a lot of time. And then we managed to, sorry, Saturdays to work on it. And then we managed to get sun, Sundays for the past, I don't know, month maybe. Um, and there's been a lot of work gone on that track. I know, because I've been doing some of this, uh, volunteering down there. Not very there. well. Just blaming me. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> hashtag blind Mark is trending on the you know, and, and it's, I mean, we spoke about this last week, about how much work was done on the track and yeah. needed to be done and all sorts of things. Now, a lot of the problems started last week when people couldn't get in. Again, not the fault of Birmingham Speedway as such. My understanding now, if I've got this wrong, this is what I've been told. My understanding is that the guy that came and checked the um, stands, which apparently now have to be checked every week, by the way, um, forgot to put the tags on them when he inspected them and said they was okay. Mm-hmm. And then the council wasn't going to let anybody in on those stands if they hadn't got the, the proper tags to say that they were safe. So he had to be called to come and get them, and he wanted to... I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be unfair on anybody. He wanted to charge a mouth um, eye-watering amount Fee, of... Just to come back just and, put, to some come back and put some tags on. As I understand it. Um, so that had to be... I think... I'm not entirely sure what happened after that, but anyway, we got the tags on and that's when they let them in. This, of course, caused problems at the door because there was only one point of entry. Nobody's worked this system before. Uh, the, the, from Birmingham side or from the, the um, Greyhound side. A lot of new staff at the Greyhound anyway because Greyhounds have changed hands. hands. Yeah. So it caused problems. Um, and I, I think that's certainly been acknowledged by the club and they've apologised and they look, they've looked at it and hopefully this week it will be, all be a bit smoother. It's not really the ideal stadium for getting into, to be honest, is it, in, no. in that uh, perspective? So, so you know, that's that. The track, was, was the track really that bad? I've never ridden a Speedway bike, um, but I know that... Our lads was, were, I don't think happy is the right word, were prepared to race on the track. Um, but there was some problems on the track caused by, essentially, the vandalism because we hadn't got the best equipment. Yeah, We'd had equipment that we'd sent back to get repaired and it's come back not really repaired. Slapped a bit of paint on it. Um, we had that. a tractor that broke down, which which caused um, because which had been repaired. This tractor had been repaired, as as I understand it, anyway, and and this left water in a couple of puddles, essentially, which which left a couple of soft places on on the track. As more than a couple, but there were there were some soft patches on the track, and which is what they were complaining about. Now. Don't get me wrong, if you don't want to, if, if, I've never ridden a Speedway bike. The track wasn't perfect and they know more than me whether that was rideable, you know, and I don't really want to get in, in into that. The only thing I will say is that when we scraped it off and they said we're ready to race, I think the track was worse then than it was before we scraped it off. It didn't look great when I first, I mean, I got there about six o'clock and the track looked, didn't look great then mm. and I thought... Yeah, you know, it sort of brought memories back of the uh, the opening night at Mamma, to mm. be honest. Which of course ended up you know with the meeting only running for two mates for two but, races. But uh, but to so so you know th- those are all the things that 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 as as I'm aware have happened. And yes, the track wasn't great; it wasn't the best, and there's all lots of reasons that that why that was so. Most of them, if not all of them, out of the control of Birmingham Speedway. It was a perfect storm, basically. Yeah. Um, so for Birmingham Speedway supporters to be saying 
probably in the heat of the moment, let's be honest. Oh, I'm not coming back. That was rubbish. That was... Guys, give them a chance. It's been 18 months. Things were never going to be perfect. They'll get better. Mm-hmm. And we need you, and you know the club's going to need your support against Glasgow. My life, that's, yeah. that's going to be a that's going to be a tough one. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I've got to to say on that. Um, unless somebody else has got any specific questions, mm. so, um, I will say this: uh, I've read a, a couple of reports from Redcar that have blamed the track on the accident. Uh-huh. The track had gotten. Was there was there any accidents before heat? No. Night? To be honest, I mean, I said to you before that, that we actually saw some pretty good racing. Yeah. On uh, on Wednesday, um, when you could see past the dust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, but I mean, you know, someone like Chris Harris who always does well on tracks mm. like that, doesn't he? Mm. So and he, he was obviously. And, and the times weren't. You know, they were representative times, weren't they? Yeah, weren't they, that were, bad? Weren't, they weren't particularly. I mean, they weren't particularly far off the pace, were they? Yeah. I don't think they were. They were pretty much on a par with what's normal at Perry Bowl, weren't they? So. Yeah, I would say so. So you know, I'd, to blame the track for that accident is just is. Very obviously, another way that Redcar's trying to. I don't want to. Okay. They have obviously stated that they think that that result should stand. Yeah. As I said in my little diatribe at the beginning, rules are rules. And sometimes the number of occasions they've worked against Birmingham, like not not us not being allowed into the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, playoffs in our first year back even though we were in the top four but we weren't in the top four at, by the right time yeah <laughs> and things like that you know and you just uh, rules are rules and you just have to accept them otherwise what's the point of having rules yeah <laughs> so you know that's my thoughts on it anyway yeah um, yeah sometimes I mean, they work for you and sometimes they work it was just a shame really because it sort of gave the you know Particularly for if you had people there that were first timers, they always say on their first impressions count for count for a lot. And mm. I suppose if you, if that's your first impression, then you're not going to be very keen to come back again. But um, you know, it was it was as I say. I mean, you can't. You, I mean, I don't think anybody at Birmingham is saying that it wasn't a shambles because it was. Mm. You know, when, you know, whether you want to apportion blame or not, it didn't really reflect very well on the club, to be honest. Unfortunately. No, it didn't, and I, and I think. There is an understanding of that, and, and yeah. they have apologised on several occasions now. So, yeah, there's not a lot else they can do except get it right next time. Yeah. Uh, do we have uh, what's going on? Okay, uh, Neil, Neil McLean says Bandit's doing well at Plymouth. Let's see if we can get some scores Craig says, very pleased with the start of the season by the Aces. I think we were favourites at the start of the season along with Wolves. I think it's proving why we've got to keep everyone fit. I feel we are going to if we if fit, I feel if we are going to do anything this season. Peterborough are the dark horses in my opinion. Many people, including myself, written had written them off. But they're decent side, very experienced. I think I would go along with that. Yeah, twenty six twenty eight is the score at uh no, right, okay. Plymouth, by the way. Hmm. That's after heat number nine. Okay, okay. And there's the Kent match as well, isn't there? Yep. I shall hold it for that one. 
Could Birmingham have potentially delayed their home meetings and started season's rating, racing away meetings until the stadium track and equipment was up to scratch? Could the league not have made an exception due to the unfortunate circumstances? I can't answer as to whether the league would have made an exception or not, but how long have you been supporting Speedway? Kent 44, sorry, Kent 34, Glasgow 44. It's the lucky score. No, okay. Kent, that's a strong, aren't they? Yeah, Glasgow are very <clears> strong. Um, could that we have delayed our home meeting? Well, I, well, I, suppose, I suppose again the answer would be whether we would have been allowed. Do, the only do, other, the only would other, Redcar have allowed us to? The only other thing, of course, is if you have a period of time when you're in only away meetings, you've got no home meetings to. Uh, Mm. Fall back on for income, the gate money. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, <coughs> all of those things. The talking about the equipment being up to scratch. I know that we have a new water bowser. Good. I think it's big enough to um, water Wembley. <laughs> we are coming up, coming on the lorry on on Sunday. I'm not going to leave and, water wings uh, to get into the stadium tomorrow. And the new tractor, uh, which is a big. Thing. <laughs> the tractors are quite on the large side, to be fair. Oh, this is big, they, bigger so. than the tractors yeah. that we've got. Is. Yeah. So, you know, um, and there's other bits and pieces. And, and I think uh, one of the things that happened was that. So, okay, I've said not bad things about Redcar, but perhaps I've been slightly critical of them. But Chris Van Stratton was there because he's obviously involved, involved with, Red with Redcar and he's helped out with um, helping us source up some bits and pieces as well so you know that, that should be said i think yeah uh oh the, the other thing i i'm i'm oh, actually sorry they were going to be sp spending all that time talking about this i can say <laughs> um the other thing is that a comment has been made saying you know oh, what a surprise there was a dog track on that must a, a, um, a dog meeting on that must have been a surprise well yeah it was it was put on us at the last minute. It wasn't wasn't dog races. It was dog trials, trials because they're yeah. obviously not got. They're not actually racing at the moment in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. and there were some dog tri trials that I understand we didn't know about. So these things. So we was given less time mm -hmm. to uh, prepare the track than what we expected. Is that going to be a regular thing during the season? Or? My understanding is that's not going to be a regular thing soon. So we we'll, should hopefully have more time on the track. Yeah. But again, I, you know, I'd, this is just what I'm hearing. I can't say it's not from any official source or anything. So, uh, yeah, do you want to read that one? For okay. Us? So Eric says, uh, "Let's be honest. Uh, time is needed to prepare a track properly. Promoters don't have that luxury nowadays. Water supply a must, especially on a hot day time, to allow the water." To soak in. Yeah, I mean, I th I, my, my understanding is that there's, gonna, there's been somebody down the track today soaking the track uh, to get the water into the base. Did they gamble last week that, that, that it was going to rain, do you think? My understanding is no, they didn't. No. Because um, it was forecast. It was forecast. Say, so. it, and I, who'd be a <laughs> track man? I would, I'd have been going, oh, do I, don't I, do I, don't I? But no, I don't, I don't believe they did. Um there was plenty of water put in, in, the, in the track and we just took most of it off when we scrapped the yeah. damn thing. So, yeah. Just quickly say uh, thank you to those people that have um, shared the stream. 
Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you very much. Guys. Thank you very much. Did you see the meeting last night on Eurosport? Wolves versus Sheffield. A lot of comments slating the track there. I didn't think it looked that bad. I've seen it a lot worse. I think the crashes we witnessed were rider error rather than the track. I was most suppose that. Yeah, well, you was there, wasn't you? <laughs> I mean, I, saw, I, I did see it on Eurosport, which I thought was good, good coverage once again. By the, the track way. wasn't great, I don't think. Um, certainly towards the end, you could see the base of the track, the famous blue groove. Mm-hmm. Um it was uh, obviously it was an interesting meeting in terms of the closeness of the score. I don't think I don't think Sheffield were ever really going to were ever going to win the meeting because they were basically a three man team. Mm. To be honest, um, I think they've got one point from Carl House rides, and obviously Carl's ridden at Wolves for the last four years. I think he would have got more than that. Um, but it was another good win for Wolves. To be honest, made hard work of it, but obviously nice to get revenge for the defeat of Sheffield. Uh, Last yeah, Thursday, I mean, I, mean I, I did think I did feel a little bit sorry for Sheffield. I mean, them with the injuries and everything that's happening. Yeah, they they were unlucky not to get something at. Uh, obviously, I think they got a point of them there at Bellevue, didn't mm. they? But I think if Troy Bachelor had uh, started in the meeting better, I think they could have pushed Bellevue and Harden. He seems meeting. to find some form all of a sudden. Mm, yeah, he rode well last night. I think yeah. getting out the start well. And Adam Ellis obviously, wrote, I thought rode. Yeah, certainly for two rides anyway, <laughs> and then he decided to Had that nasty crash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that crash was that down to the track or was it rider error or bit of both? I think mm. that that was how I would read it. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I mean we saw with Crumpy's crash last week. Um, mm. I think you could, there's, there's there's still an argument to say that the modern bikes are um, maybe starting to get a bit too powerful for Mama because obviously you've got to turn on them. You've got to turn really really sharp on the mm. bends and scrub a lot of speed off and I think the bikes now sort of the one, the one thing I've always said I mean I've, I mean I've been watching speed for over 30 years and it's the last few years I don't think I've ever seen so many crashes where riders have fallen off unchallenged mm. you always tended to find when there were accidents it was because someone was putting another rider under pressure and they made a mistake and came before they collected each other but sometimes you'll see and, and not just not just newcomers either you'll see experienced riders that'll just suddenly lose the, lose it and they just can't get the bike back under control so is one of the reasons for that is that because of poland being so dominant in the sport obviously they've got big tracks that need powerful engines well last year i was listening to a, a podcast with barry briggs and um brigo to be fair said that he takes a lot of criticism for for this because of the uh, introduction of the lie-down engines in the mid-90s because he feels is now that he feels guilty about that because it's sort of made bikes too powerful too mm. quickly i think with the advent of technology bikes would have become more powerful anyway if they stayed on a price engine well, yeah i mean that, that's what weslake was all about yeah. and we heard similar things with the four, with the four valves, was it, in the 70s? Yeah, when Phil Crump used to win races and come round patting his engine to annoy fans. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but, yeah, there, I think there is there is something in that, to be honest. I mean, Kelvin Tatum has, has argued quite passionately about it, hasn't he, about the, you know, box being too powerful, is, especially, yeah. when you, especially when you give a, a, an inexperienced rider a bike that's got a lot of power in it. Well, we should talk about uh, Josh Bates and... Yes, yes. In that sort of respect, mm. he looked to be overrode riding to me, and that was a criticism of him at another track earlier in the uh, the season. I can't remember who, where it was now, but he had a another coming off. Um, you was there? 
I felt it was, to be honest. Mm. Not saying it because it's an opposition rider, but um, it was... Uh, I mean, when I, I'm not, this isn't trying to be critical. Of no, him. no, it, no, of it, course it's, not. It's enthusiasm and, and, and yeah. you know, him wanting to do well and, and obviously he's in that position at reserve, being given this chance and he wants to, he wants to do well. But so, is it too soon for him? I mean, he's a good rider. He's a talented rider, there's no doubt about that. Um, if he can stay on the bike, of course, and uh, but you know, I think as I say, you you probably hit the nail on the head in a lot of senses that you um, maybe uh, sometimes you're guilty of of maybe overriding mm. a little bit or trying too hard. Yeah, yeah. I, this is all wrong. This is we're agreeing with each other too much this <laughs> evening, didn't we? So. Well, we might not agree on the next bit. Do you want to read uh, what Sean Simo Simpson has said? Okay, so Sean says, uh, Why do tracks not drag the dirt back from the outside to inside nowadays? Like they used to, preventing tracks from blue grooves and ripping up the inside. Okay, a couple of answers for that. I mean, they, they, they do a number of tracks still bring it from the outside to the inside. Um we don't so much at Birmingham, we tend to bring it in a couple of metres and then let the tractor do its thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of tracks have this thing called a wonder wheel, yeah. which is supposed to distribute it over. Uh, we've got one, we just haven't got a tractor to pull it at the moment. <laughs> um, oh, I wish I had the, uh, I wish I had that. But, yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, it doesn't prevent blue grooves because it's loose yeah you, 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 you rack it over and it's loose the back wheel goes onto it and it goes back to where it's just come from essentially um so you know if there's not enough okay just 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 for everybody who doesn't understand what a blue groove is please explain it's the base of the track well it, it, it's when the you get to part of the track which is like concrete yeah um because i mean you, which it can be all the way. I mean, our track was like concrete about four or five weeks ago. All of the shale, was plenty of shale on there, but you, you, it was hard. Yeah. Um, and then you get this blue groove, which is basically the rubber coming off the tyres onto, uh, onto the concrete, which uh, then obviously that's the only place you're going to ride because that's where, the, where any grip is, is on that groove, blue groove yeah. on the rubber. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, which um, unfortunately isn't conducive to good racing. Well, no, no, it's not. So, cool. uh, just to annoy you even more, Susan Jordan said there's something on at the dog track tonight. Uh, loads of vans and dogs on both car parks. Okay, yeah, they're probably yeah. they're probably doing training and, and yeah. stuff like that. I don't know. Brian Book, okay, do you want to read that for yep. me? Yeah, uh, Brian says I'd go along with this, but these days the tracks prepared the way the riders want them to be. Slick and with minimal grip. So with the mod machines, not many riders would want the tracks graded in the way that they used to be. That is true. Yeah, I have heard. I have. Yeah, that is true. And yeah, and Gary O'Hare says uh, mentioned it in his interview before West uh, Lake Day that the new engines are more powerful. He touched on it saying. That the do the bikes need to be any quicker or powerful than the uprights were? Sure, it's all about four riders racing together uh, over four laps and sixty seconds. Quicker engines shaved a second or two off the race. Off the races isn't going to make a huge difference to the naked eye. 
Well, I'll give an indication of how quick the bikes have become. I think when I first went to Wolves in 1990, the track record was about 57.33. That would now be considered a slow time hmm. for Wolves. It's about 53, the track record well, is now, that's, and that's 30 that's years. Qu- that's, a, that's quick. Well, well, obviously, it was a different track, but what was the track record at Perryville when you first went at the old one? We was getting sixty six seconds, I think. So yeah, sort of. But it's smaller than. Is the one? Is the one? Was the one then smaller than the? Oh yes, it's, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It's smaller than, than where we are now. Uh, and here's me thinking Speedway was supposed to be raced on tracks with loads of shale. How times change, says Eric Parsons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We used to be raced on cinder. I mean, many years ago, yeah. So yeah, I mean things do change. Uh, they don't need as much that that's the thing is that they don't need as much dirt to find some grip to get them you know to to, to get that pass and we do see passes adam ellis found some grip from somewhere yesterday's bike went off like a rocket yeah uh and he ended up in the fence so thankfully of course he walked away from it so Mm, mm, he was he was a lucky boy yeah from a one debacle to another debacle, should we just briefly touch on the um, Isle of Wight fiasco? Yeah, I mean, I don't know an awful lot about this, but... Okay, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the, uh, let me get the statement up that uh, Barry put on. Uh, just talk amongst yourselves for a minute. Okay, so so basically it's it's regarding uh, the BSP banning this, banning uh, riders from... Going to the Isle of Wight. It's BSGB now, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? I remember right. BSPL, isn't it? Oh, BS, oh, it's BS something. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it's BSBI. Yeah, okay. BS stands for something else as well, doesn't it? Mm. A few people have mentioned about the tyres as well, haven't Bovine they? scatology. That's right, yeah. A few people have talked about the tyres as well, haven't they? With the, uh, yes. Because um, the, the, there's new tyres now, isn't there? Yeah, I think Carl Howarth. Not Carl Howarth. Carl Newman. Put a photograph on Instagram of one of his tyres that was pretty much brand new, and it was coming apart at the seams. Right. To be honest, so, so I mean, I, I, I don't know whether you're aware of this, but not having because you was at the track and wasn't watching it on the on the tally, but they um, said the riders could have two tyres and not one, instead of one tyre for them each. Yesterday, was you aware of that? I wasn't aware of that. No. Um, it must be true because. Pearson said it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, that's very cynical, isn't it? Well, very, very cynical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unpopular, unpopular opinion. Were the riders of the past more skillful, and, skillful, and bags of ability, throttle control, than the current drop crop of riders? Well, I think riding in this country, I think riders do learn the art of. Have to, well, have to learn the art of throttle mm. control because of you know tracks like. Wolverhampton and, and Eastbourne and times that where you have to, where it's all about throttle control and, and turning shortly and just honing technical skills. And also, so. isn't it just a case of better machinery? So I'm going to say something that nobody's going to agree with, I'm but I'm going to I'm, go, I'm going to pour it out there. I actually think because I lived through you know 70s and 80s. I saw Speedway in the 70s and 80s, and then I had a big break because Birmingham wasn't there, so I I can see what, you know, almost like for like the difference. And I think the matches are much better now than they, than they were in the 70s. And if you look over some of the old matches on YouTube, and there's plenty of them on there, mm. 
I think the race seems I would, much better. Yeah, I, I agree with no. that. I do agree oh. with that, to be honest. So... I've there got the all white statement anyway, so I'll, uh, I'll just pick the best bit out of it. Uh, after the incredible support shown to the White Link Warriors following their withdrawal from Speedway's National League, news that the plans for the summer spectacular of racing are at risk will come as a huge blow to many fans across the UK, and especially our loyal fans and supporters on the Isle of Wight. The reason is not COVID this time, or a lack of interest, but it's a lack of suitable riders who are concerned to the threat of possible actions. Co-owner Barry Bishop explained, after the news that the directors of the British Speedway promoters would allow amateur status riders to come to the Isle of Wight to participate in our events, everybody associated with the club was delighted and the feedback from the public was that it was a great move for the sport and riding development. With riders literally chomping at the, bit, at the bit to ride on the island to improve their skills, get more track time and competitive racing under their belts, we now find that the BSBL appear to view the NL riders as classed as amateur and not professional, with clubs stopping riders from coming to the island. If you recall, we were delighted that with a way forward was found with the BSBL, as the NL has always been presented as an amateur league with riders being paid effectively expenses, but this, we are now told, is not the case, and LA riders have the same professional status as Premier and Championship riders. To be honest, the threats being made to some riders should they come to the island are really very sad to see from ranging from ban from receiving bans or fines for stepping into the stadium to supporters or to participating in a meeting that could lead to a ban or a fine and even practising at Smallbrook could incur the same measures as being imposed which is now a complete contradiction to what the regulating body have previously told us. Only the other day, another new reason for refusing permission to ride emerged when the charging of entrance fees and payment of riders became an issue. With full medical cover and ferry costs to meet, along with other costs at the stadium, why shouldn't we? Why wouldn't we charge spectators to watch an evening of entertainment? That's not the whole statement. That's obviously mm. the, the main bits that I've picked out of it. But uh, another kick in the teeth for for Barry. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess Barry first for, thing we should say yeah. is we're only hearing one side of the story. Absolutely, yeah. You know, we, we need to. But on the fa- on the face of it, it is a kick in the teeth, and yeah. it doesn't sound great. And don't we need need every track, whatever level? Well, we've lost are. Swindon, hopefully temporarily. Mm-hmm. We've lost Somerset, hopefully temporarily, but I'm not particularly yeah, like, hopeful. Yeah. So we're in a situation now where we've got COVID means that we can't race in front of full stadiums until at least June the twenty first, subject to that mm-hmm. standing, which I'm. Yeah, getting yeah. less confident by the day that it's going to. Yeah. So, really, the BSBL should, well, the BSBL should be moving hand over fist to support some of these clubs. And you know, we've lost a lot of clubs over the last few seasons. Why are we, why are we putting ourselves in a position now where we seem to be making it impossible for clubs to to be able to run? Yeah. Would you like to? Well, Eric one? says the emphasis is on gating nowadays. Unfortunately. The riders of the past definitely more skillful. So the riders of the past are more skillful than Darcy Ward or Bartok Smarslick or Ty Woffenden. Ty Woffenden. I don't think so. Not really. Don't think so. I'm maybe as skillful. Who knows? I mean, Kelly Moran probably comes in, and Sean Moran probably comes into that sort of. They would have loved these bikes, by oh, yeah. They yeah, would have loved I mean, them. Excuse me if I'm being a bit thick, but isn't machinery better now and easier to ride than it was, say, 40 years ago? Depends on how experienced you are, I think. Yeah, and it depends on what you mean by better. They're faster. 
Yeah. That and doesn't more, necessarily mean the better though. And more powerful. If you're a rider and you're scoring points on it, yes, it's yeah. better. But if you're a spectator and the racing's poor, no, it's not better. Well, do you remember our 10th anniversary show? We had um, Caribbean, didn't we? And he was really, you know, passionate about the fact that the, the bikes now are a lot rocket ships. Yeah. And... So, yeah, yeah, maybe they need to... I mean, if a, if a rider from, from, from now, the present, if he got on a bike from 1973... He'd probably get off and run alongside. Yes, he probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Man. Maybe a race should be. Uh, maybe we should have a race. Somebody should organise a race. Oh, they're definitely slow. There's no doubt yeah, about yeah. that. You, 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 you wouldn't. There's just be no. You, you could probably get a national league rider beat a, a premiership rider. <laughs> you know, a top. You try and get one rider. of those split screens and watch your race from a track in the 70s and watch oh, a similar race idea. now yeah, and see, what the, difference, yeah. see go, what the difference is. There you go, go Chris. It's got to be done. Yeah. Easy to do. That's your, yeah. that's your homework yeah. for next, next week, week, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea. That would be interesting. Colin says the difference is basically the engines are now designed to rev to a maximum to which they flatten off when they grab hold and die. There is nothing left to get out of a problem in the days of Westlake. You rode on three, four throttle and bigger nobbles on tyres. You could re-spin the wheel. They have nothing in reserve now. The over-revving flattens the engines to make them drive on nearly slick tyres. As far as I'm aware, isn't most of the damage done to an engine on the start when they're revving it? That's that's why they... Because there's no rev limiters, are there? Yeah, so. yeah they was talking about doing that, and then I don't think... Yeah. Surely professional sports should have a business model and contingency plan in place to stop clubs from just folding Craig Smee. Yes. Well, of course, <laughs> How long the, have you been watching the, Speedway? The problem, the problem, of course, is that the promoters have, have got, you know, the fact that they're all running their own clubs. It needs... So. It, it, we've said it time and time and time and time and time again. It needs a Bernie Eccleston. It needs, it needs somebody yeah. running the sport... Um, a, a huge sugar daddy. Yeah, or a Barry Hearn or well, somebody yes, like that. Yeah, so. I mean, not yeah. even that, just somebody that says, right, you know, the rules are made and then he runs the sport, that's it. Yeah. But It's never going to happen, is it? We're, not, we're never going to see that. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of uh, sort of comments about, you know, laydowns are easier to ride but grip much harder and harder to control. Mm. I think you know this may well be true. Was why they don't need as much dirt um, as they used to, but it is where it is. You know, it's not going to go back to Wes Lakes. It's not going to go back to Jowers. It's it's just or light or, or price engines. Or yeah, it, like that, it, so. won't, it won't happen. Can you imagine the uproar that some of the Grand Prix riders would? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay. So you know. Okay, and, and talking about the 1970s, 80s, mm -hmm. uh, I want to know, when was your first ever meeting, right? Mm -hmm. And what was that moment that you thought, I like this? You want to tell me? Well, I want everybody to hear Because I think I've... Yeah, I know you've said it before, before but what yeah. made you think, oh, this is all right, I'm going to follow this every week? Well... I don't think I thought that. I just went, 
Bah, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Bah. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't believe what I was seeing uh, because I didn't know I was going to see a speedway meeting. That's the thing. Uh, My dad had was, you heard of speedway before? You I'd seen it a couple of times on the television. Right. Okay. Because uh, my, my dad who was, you know, a big Speedway fan, said, yo, come and watch this. And it was, I think it was a world final. No, it was a oh, test okay. match. And Ivan Major was riding for uh, GB. Only in Speedway. Wasn't Gary Newbomb. And I was going, oh, that is good. And I, and I could not work. I mean, I was, what, 10, maybe? I don't know. I couldn't work out how they were, the bikes were turning left, but the wheels were pointing right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it yeah. just, I was going, it just blew my mind. I couldn't work his house. Yeah, yeah. And you're still trying to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, a couple of months later or whatever it was, my dad said, I'd come home from school. My dad had come home from work and he went, get your coat on, we're going out. Yeah. I said, where are we going? I said, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Which was quite a clever move by my yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it, it sort of built up. And, yeah, and it was to uh, the old Perry Bar. Um, but he must, have, he must have been a Speedway yeah, fan. Yeah, my, was, my yeah, dad, yeah, my yeah. dad were wax lyrical about, you know, your Graham Warrens and uh, Wacker Hunts and all yeah. those. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, and, and, and I didn't know what it was going to be. And it obviously worked out it was going to mo be motorbikes because I could hear them warming yeah, yeah, up. yeah. And then they come out and they did the, and just before, the, I'll never forget this, just before the first race, my dad leant down and said, they've got no brakes. Bang, and they went, off they went, and I went, what? what? <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> what about you, Matt? So, um, well, I suppose with my dad, I was always destined to be a speed racer, yeah. wasn't I? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my first. Yeah, but you went to Wolverhampton instead. So, <laughs> well, don't blame, don't blame me. Blame Birmingham City Council because yeah. like Birmingham weren't running, uh, weren't running the course when I've, uh, I. Mean, my, my first meeting was actually at Borsley Green, I think. I think it might have been Birmingham Wimbledon. 85, 86, I'm sure my dad's typing out now what, what it was. Um, but I got I was only about three, so I've got no recollection of it. But the first meet first season I can properly remember at Wolves would be well my first season was nineteen ninety, but I've got no recollection of that season at all or ninety one, so it probably would be ninety two. But um to me it was just the the atmosphere and the buzz around the place that, that really sort of you know thrilled and excited me to be honest and uh and watching the racing, and obviously, uh, still going along, still going along now. Obviously, you sometimes you get frustrated, but it's you know when Speedo gets it right, it's still a fantastic sport, and I think that's yeah, that's what's yeah, the most important yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always said that the, that Speedway has the one one thing and has it on a regular basis. That is the yeah. mecca of motorsports, yeah. which is the outside pass. There's nothing more exciting than an outside pass, and. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Brian Buck says he's cut, cutting you off his will for supporting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to read that? Yeah, this is, um, uh, Brian says, I got off the bus in Aldridge Road and joined the queue at the turnstiles. Then I heard the then I heard the sound of the bikes being warmed, and picked up that magical smell of the dope. <laughs> And I was captured for life. Was that He's you? He's not talking about you. And <laughs> 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 Craig says, my first ever meeting was as, as a three-month-year-old at Hyde Road. Let me know. His first memory of Speedway uh, was, I think, 1996 or 97, at Bellevue versus Coventry. I just remember the stadium uh, announcer shouting, Rocket Ronnie Corey. 
Every time he came to have the pits, the and smell and the noise has me all tears. And Matt, get a pen out and write this down. Your first match was Birmingham versus Wimbledon at Borsley Green I in 1986. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, th- I thought it was. I knew. I thought. I knew it was at Borsley Green. I knew it was 86, but I wasn't sure whether it was Wimbledon. But it obviously, it was. Right. So we um, get up to date with the scores, okay. um, and then. I'm looking at the time. We should need to start our competition, don't yes, we? Yes, OK, yeah. I, 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 we was going to go through all the results of last week. We got as far as Birmingham versus Redcar and... Uh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, OK. So we're about to launch our competition, aren't we? Um, of which I cannot remember how we did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need a pen and a paper. I've got a pen and a paper. I'm ready. Don't you worry um, And so you've got to write down what... Because we're, we're, we're going to give our, our our predictions as well, and then we start a little league table. That uh, are you, yeah. you happy to do that again? Yep. Yeah. Which I believe was run run by Ben, wasn't it last year? It was. Yeah. Ben was so, yeah. You, so you can all join in with this and bit, just put put your answers to to. Um, so we're going to go through all the matches for next week, yeah. and we give you give your predictions. It was quite embarrassing the last time because for a long time it was led by someone who hasn't been to a Spider meeting for about twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been three years. So, so the current score at Plymouth is 31-35 in favour of Berwick. So still close there. It's just gone in the interval. That's after he's 11. So I think we said it was three points if you got the exact score right. Yep. Two points if you got the result right. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Is yeah, that how we did it? Sounds, yeah. sounds yeah. about right, yeah. 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 And so, yeah. So okay. join in, and, and what will they get? Because we we haven't we gave oh, a prize last time. Yeah, we got I got two shirts. I can have a so, t-shirt. Yeah, a, new, okay. a newly designed t-shirt. A newly designed shirt, t-shirt. Yeah. Fifty-one thirty-nine. It finished to Ken, by the way, in favour of uh, Glasgow Scott Nichols picking Ouch. up. No, Scott Nichols picking up nineteen points. Just one more. He's had a good start. Uh, as he did scored. we not sort of think that Kent had got a good team this year? Yeah, <laughs> we, we also thought Glasgow had got a good team as well. Yeah, we've got them. <laughs> oh, okay. And that doesn't bode well for our predictions, does it? No. <laughs> uh, and Simon says at Cradley, mid seventies. Uh, well, they've, they've all got seen, our crosses to bear. Seen, I do apologise for that. Seen off major or Olsen beat was unheard of. There you, go. you enjoyed your first trip to Dudleywood, didn't you? I think so. <laughs> was an interesting. That was the noisy way when he first walked in the stadium. <laughs> it was an interesting experience. Let's put it that way. Come on, then kick it off. Okay, okay. So here we go then. Uh, first match. So we're obviously not going to do today's matches because we know what the score yeah, yeah. Uh Birmingham versus Glasgow tomorrow. I'm going last on this one. Okay. So let's let the guru go first. Go on then. Oh, no, don't ask me. No, I'm not going to go first because I'll be embarrassed. <laughs> it's saying that as if that's something new. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Come on then, Matt. I'll go Glasgow 54. I think Glasgow look very, very strong this season. They do look strong. Honest. I'll go 48, 42. Two. Rubbies. Okay. Oh, it's like your sweets off, baby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I'm going to say 45 or. And there's a few. Yeah, you are on that fence, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've just been so many 45 draws. Yeah. It seems like I'm going to get one of them right anyway. Yeah. What's number two then? So Simon Corbett says 42, 48. These will be on the. These will be on the. Um, They'll still be on the show, yeah. Box, yeah. so you can catch up with them. Uh, later, yeah. Uh, yeah. Craig Smith says fifty forty Glasgow win. Thank you, Uh The next match, I better get my magic phone out. Uh, where are we? 
uh, on the same day, Poole versus Berwick. Poole haven't had as solid a start as a lot of Yeah, can I just say best wishes to Rorish Line as well? That yes. was uh, pretty nasty injury that he's yes, uh, picked up I think he's uh, going to be out for it and I wanted to talk about the fact that there's been quite a few injuries this year but we never got so perhaps we'll talk about that next week yeah uh, Paul versus Berwick then um, I'm going to go first on this I'm going to say 50-40 so 10 point win to Paul mm-hmm. that's up to you then Chris um, I'm going to go I'll go 42-48 and Matt's going to go I'll go 52-38 Paul Fifty-two thirty-eight. There's quite a few differences. What did uh, you say, uh, Mac? Um, Ten-point win to okay. Paul. Fifty-four. Uh, Craig Smith forty-two forty-eight to Berwick. Yep. And Simon Corbett fifty-two thirty-eight to Paul. I mean, Matt, to you. It did. I've said fifty-two thirty-eight. Oh, sorry. I'm so, so you agree? Yeah, agrees with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next match is on the. Thursday, which should be Ipswich versus Peterborough. Interesting. Shall I go first with this one? I'm going to say 45 all again. Two? To Paul. That's how it usually works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go 47-43 and I'm going to say Peterborough. Fancy Peterborough to win there, to be honest. Mm. Uh, 52. Okay. Okay, okay, and just keep yeah, keep your um, scores coming on, and we will pick them all off, even if we don't read them, and we'll see who wins. Somebody said Paul's the next to close. No, no, no. no. Who else am I going to hate? Um, <laughs> I don't know, we laugh about that, but it is important part of scores, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's trouble, uh, so yeah, next one. This is going to be an interesting one: Edinburgh versus Leicester. Ooh, that's a tough one to call, mm. that is, isn't it? Leicester have not had as great a start I, as they would have I don't hoped. think they're as strong as uh, as they were last mm. well, like last year, 2019. Anyway, uh, it's your turn to start this time. Uh, the draw, feasible. feasible. Yeah. Every, every result is feasible. I'll stick my neck out for a 45 foot. Okay, Matt? I'll go 49-41, Edinburgh. Okay, and I'm going to go two-point win to Leicester, so 44-46. Yep. I think that could be a tasty match, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig's gone uh, 50-40 to Edinburgh, and Simon's gone 49-41. Okay. Uh, all on the same day so far, these ones, Glasgow versus Redcar. That's up to you, Matt. I'm going to go for... <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting them all on my phone because I didn't uh, know who was going to be doing this, to be honest. Um, he's, he's writing them down anyway. Yeah. That's all right. Mm. No, I'm not. I'm just pretending. No, I'm just right. changing all the Chrissy scores. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, I'm going to go for Glasgow 53-37. So I was, I've been quite surprised, actually, by Red Cog because I don't think they look particularly strong. But You said that, yeah. Yeah. But... That proved you wrong. Yeah, I did say that to Charles Wright when he interviewed him, which might explain why he wrote so well on uh, <laughs> on uh, Wednesday. Uh, I'm actually going to go the same as Matt. Oh, well, okay, yeah. I'm going uh, 49-41, Glasgow. 49-41. Everybody seems to be predicting Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. Simon's going at 52-38. Let's go. 
Gunthorpe versus Newcastle in the championship. Newcastle rode well the other night, didn't they? I did, didn't I? Yeah. So did Scunthorpe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going first. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. This is not a good radio, is it? Nah, not really. I'm going to go 49 41 to Scunthorpe. Okay. I'm going to go for a 45 all draw. Uh, What's it like on the fence? Well, you should know. So. <laughs> and I'll go. I'll go forty-nine for you. We always sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, don't we? Yeah. yeah. If any of these predictions are anywhere anywhere near, I'll be so surprised. I think I come last last time, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Uh, Berwick versus Redcar in the championship. That's up to you. Uh, up to me. Yep. Okay. Uh, Berwick v Redcar. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. F- 5337 red card. Ooh, really? Interesting. Good big away win. Mike wants board. That's our new rumour. Oh, the milk was that all? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go for. I I do think red card will win there, to be honest, but I don't think it'll be that big. Uh, I will go for 48 42. To red card. Guess what what I'm going to go for? 60 Thursday. No. 45 all. Because red cars seem to have a habit of doing that. Peterborough versus... 45 all, sorry, was that? Yeah. Peterborough versus Wolverhampton, and it's your turn. The, how much is Peterborough going to win by then? We don't need to do very well at Peterborough, to be honest. I always remember when we went there, when we went there a few years ago, and uh, I think we were. Well, I think Peter Adams was, was interviewed by Scott, and uh, they asked him about if he thought about any team, of any... Tactical substitutes, and he said I was thinking about it all the way down the M6. So. Oh, did, oh, by the way, did, did anybody see the interview with Peter Adams yesterday? Did you hear I about gather it? He, I gather he was uh, a bit uh, <laughs> very, very terrorist. yes, very. I'd rather be talking to my rider actually. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. How many more meetings I got? Because four minutes. So. Uh, well, we're, we're waiting. It's, 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 we're waiting for. I'm going to go for Peter for uh, I'm going to go Peter uh, only one more actually after this one. Yeah, forty nine forty one. I've gone Peterborough. Forty nine forty one. That's Peterborough, by the way. I'm not. Oh, I'm not that yeah. one eyed. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say forty six forty four to Peterborough. Which is your bad news? They're both bad. I promise you. Okay, I'll go. I'm gonna go. I'm. Go, I've got. Five. I'm gonna go. 48, 40. Two wolves. Two wolves. Okay. Oh, and Dave Twine's just woke up as well, so there's a few more scores to put in. Yeah, oh, okay. Later. You got him. Mm. Well, I've got our scores. I do, I, do, I, do like, I do like his Birmingham prediction 47 43 against Glasgow. I'd take it. Yeah. Last match then? Uh, Kent versus Plymouth. That could be an interesting match, actually. Mind you, Plymouth guest for Crumpy, I suppose. Yeah. They can pretty much have their pick of the league, can't they? I think they can, actually, yeah. So. Got, hasn't he got a 12-point average at the moment? At the moment, yeah. I don't yeah. think he'll have it when the new uh, averages come out. Yeah. Uh, I will go for Kent 50-40 on that one. Hmm. Who's next? Me. 52-48 uh, to Kent. 52-48? 52-40. You know what I'm saying. 52-38. 38, yes, thank you. So we suddenly have an 1880. Yeah, well, it's those tactical subs and black and white helmets that we don't have anymore. Thank God. Okay, I'll go 50 37. There we go. There you go. You do know I'm going to win. 
<laughs> what's the what's the studio prize? That's what I know. What's, what's the, the studio, studio prize? prize? Is it uh, points of uh, Largo or uh, last, okay? Last, yeah, well, you've got to bring you got to bring some uh, a, a bunch of beers in or something. Yeah, there we go. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you don't even drink beer, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not a great beer drinker. To be I'm honest. saying it's the two losers after. So you two have got to bring in beer for me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think. I'm just trying to get it right. Yeah, I think you're um, barking up the wrong tree here. <laughs> that. I really do. Right. Well, I guess. Wow. Mm. Almost exactly on time. Yeah. My God. Would anybody think we planned this? <laughs> planned. Yeah. God. <laughs> Thank you for joining us again Thank tonight. You. Hope you uh, all enjoyed the show. Uh, slightly different tonight. Uh, hopefully, you Birmingham fans get yourself down to watch what's going to be a good match. I think, uh, whatever the result. Big, big test for Birmingham tomorrow. Mm. Mm. Massive test. Uh, and we will see you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye bye.